0: Hi, this is Fred from Kayfabe Connection, and it is with great honor and displeasure that I induct the following figure into the 2021 fully posable Fig Life Hall of Shame. This figure is so horrible, it makes me just that more impatient for Hikaru Shida's eventual figure to arrive, so that I can forget that this figure ever existed. This figure managed to be one of the only peg warmers in Jazware's AW Unrivaled line. Hell, even Tito Santana has been laughing at this figure being <laughs> on a permanent shelf vacation. That's how bad this figure is. <laughs> we might even see Tito and this figure do a double date at Target. <laughs> they could share a stale pretzel, Starbucks coffee, box of wine. I don't know what
1: they sell at Target. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Heyo. Is that his younger brother? It's gotta be Jeff. The cream rise to the top, oh, yeah. And you're listening to... All of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable... Have your own Wrestlemania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling
2: figure... Made sold separately from LJS.
1: Podcast. And we are the Mount
2: Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling.
3: Hey, welcome to episode... 279 of the fully opposable wrestling figure podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother
2: Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello.
3: Scott, welcome to the 2021 Hall of Fame.
2: Thank you. It should be a solid, solid show. Gonna be a lot of fun. We're putting some new names, some new figures into our fig life hall of fame. So I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. And we might even have some Fig Life voices that sound really familiar to a lot of you. So stay tuned. A lot of cool voices coming up. A lot of cool figures going into our Fig Life Hall of Fame. Dude,
3: I am celebrating the 2021 Fig Life Hall of Fame with... Purple Heads Bang. Cheers, brother. Welcome to the Hall of Fame.
2: Oh, cheers. I heard the, the can pop. I thought that was maybe a Coors Light. I thought maybe a PBR, but no, just a Purple Haze Bang.
3: You really think there's going to be a Coors Light over here?
2: No, no. You, I, maybe a White Claw. You strike me as like if you were a drinker, more of a White Claw guy, kind of guy. I
3: don't think I'd be going down that rabbit hole anytime soon, dude. Don't put money down on that.
2: <laughs> For sure. So my bang this week is, oh gosh, what did I get today? Oh, Key Lime. So we've finally run out of all those lemon drops. Finally, so I've been going to 7-Eleven and doing their two-for-deals on my way home for lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, today I did Key Lime Pie.
3: Okay. Have you seen the new Wildin Watermelon or Watermelon Wildin that they have out?
2: No, I haven't hit up that little liquor store that gets the new bank Flavors in yet, but uh, tomorrow on my way back to work, I'm going to stop in and see if they've got that one in.
3: Dude, I am so stoked to find that one because I love Watermelon, dude. Yes. I'm sucker for that stuff, man. I go to the store, I always pick up the pre-packaged ones, and I just devour. I love watermelon, but I can't wait to try this one.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's watermelon, Jolly Ranchers, watermelon, so like any of that, like total watermelon fan. Can't wait to try it myself. I hope that liquor store has it tomorrow. Check it out.
3: If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or what a maneuver dot. Net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable. Instagram Fully Posable W F P. If you want to go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, head on over to Podbean. Do a search for Fully Posable. You can go all the way back to episode one. You can listen to our first Hall of Fame, which I think was 2018. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. That is helpful. So th- please do that. You can send us any audio questions, questions or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully Posable W F P at gmail.com
2: scott did you do any toy spotting let's see what toy spotting did i do i checked target in san ramon Peyton had a dance competition in san ramon on saturday and there's a target right next to where they have the dance competition at checked in um was really surprised to see like three vaders on the pegs like i had been seeing pictures of him being a peg warmer And I finally got to experience it. So I saw three of him. They had like four of the Cena. Uh, They had an Ultimate Edition Edge, which I was like, wow. That was kind of a shocker. Had it been Macho Man, I might have scooped it up. But uh, nothing to report that I picked up. I got in my Ultimate Warrior uh, Royal Rumble Elite. I got in my Michael P.S. Hayes Elite figure. And aside from that, that was pretty much it. An An uneventful week of toy spotting. I did get in my Fiend Ultimate from Tim... Huge thanks to Tim again at A Chair Shot on Twitter, the host of the Pulling Up A Chair podcast. I love it. You'll love it too. Go check it out. So big thanks to Tim for that. And Jeremy Conrad hit me up on Facebook today. And a lot of people have been hitting me up about that Hogan Ultimate, but Jeremy sent me a note this morning. He goes, dude, Hogan's up on Amazon. Go, go, go. Jumped over on Amazon. He was already gone. I tried to add him to my cart like 10, 12 times. And every time I'd go to check out, he was gone. So unfortunately I missed out on him for 30. So Jeremy's like, I'll keep my eyes open. So I'm going to be scoping out Amazon. If I can get him for 30, it's a done deal, pal.
3: Can we talk about how great Jeremy Conrad is?
2: Awesome dude. Awesome. Awesome dude. Always comes through for the fig life for fully posable. We love Jeremy around these parts.
3: Really, really do. We can't thank him enough for everything that he does for us. So absolutely. Thank you for keeping an eye out for uh, Scott. Jeremy
2: much appreciated my friend.
3: So last Saturday, I went and got a haircut, and then I jotted down to Target, and uh, I got walked into Target, and I was surprised that they had gotten in the Legends figures. They got in two; they had two Vader sitting on the pegs, no Sinas. So me, I'm trying to do my part and purchase every Vader I see, because I'm going to be damned if he's a peg
2: warmer in this area. <laughs> what are you going to wait till WrestleMania next year and return him in Dallas? Maybe.
3: <laughs> so oh, I boy. per. I purchased both Vader's that were on the pegs. Steve from PPW said, hey, do you need Vader? And I was like, yes. I'm going to try to purchase every single one in Illinois, too. <laughs> oh, so I am damned if this Vader, because this figure is so damn good. I'm going to be damned if this one sits on the pegs around here. Norm Norm sent a text message, and he's in over Fremont for geographical locations. It's t- about 25 minutes south of me. Norm goes, well, there's eight Vaders on the pegs, also. Holy crap, that's gonna take a hit to the bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Gee,
2: great. Two bills to keep the pegs clear of Vader.
3: I I'm gonna be damned. I do not want Vader clogging these pegs. Um, I will say this. I thank Mattel for making this accessible, or I should say making this Vader accessible. Because of how good this figure was, there are cons there were concerns. Those concerns have been put to rest that this Vader was going to be extremely hard to find. And those have been put to rest. And so I'm sorry. I'm thankful for Mattel just flooding these shells with Vader.
2: Yeah. But then now we have a new fear that because Vader and Heenan are clogging the pegs and it looks like Cena at some point also going to be clogging the pegs. Are they going to stop making the legends figures? Cause they're going to feel that the the collectors really don't want them.
3: Not in the Bay area. Cause I'm going to be damned if that happens. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You're like, we're buying them out here. Keep sending them, please. Oh, I wanted to let you know, Tim found uh, the pre-orders go back on Target, and he was able to get a beefcake.
3: Oh, he did, huh?
2: He did. I guess the pre-orders went back up at some point uh, today, which is we're recording on Thursday. At some point today, the pre-orders went live again, and Tim was able to get a beefcake. So kudos to Tim. He's killing it. And uh, I jumped over. Of course, pre-orders were long gone, but it's one of those things, I guess, periodically just keep checking in.
3: Gotcha. Gotcha. I really want those silver tag titles, dude.
2: Same. That's why I got to have two beefcakes. I don't even care if it's the variant or not. I just, I want those tag titles.
3: Dude, I need to put those on beefcake and Valentine and I need to put them on the Bulldogs. Um, I don't think I have any loose heart foundation figures like them together. So I, I can't put them on any heart foundation, but I got a couple of loose Bulldogs uh, from Jack's Deluxe Classics that the Mattel belts do fit on those figures.
2: Very nice. They're going to look and, beautiful on them
3: and beefcake and Valentine's, So
2: yeah. Nice.
3: Yep. Also, uh, by the way, I forgot to tell you this. So when I went to target, I picked up the two Vader's walked over and I saw the Jim Carrey Ace Ventura pet detective figure. Oh no. Yeah. I bought it.
2: You <laughs> damn it. <laughs> You're like, well, I've completed my back to the future collection for the time being. So I need something else.
3: It wasn't that I needed something else. I saw it and I was like, this is so cool. And yeah, I purchased. (laughs) Anyways, I got an Ace Ventura NECA figure.
2: Well, you could put it next to your Back to the Future and spawn figures that don't really fit into anything that you collect. Just complete randomness. Oh, and your Power Rangers. Um, no, I sold those off. Oh, you did. You sold all the Power Rangers then. Okay. I thought you still had them.
3: So that was funny, dude, because I forget which one did I pick up? Was it
2: the Blue Ranger? No, I thought it was the Black Ranger.
3: Oh, it was the Black Ranger. So I posted on Twitter, purchasing stuff that you don't need. Literally the next morning, right after I tweeted that, all three of those Black Rangers were scooped up. Plus, somebody hit me up and said, dude, would you be able to head down? If you have any more, would you be able to pick them up? I was like, yeah, there were two more at my Alameda Target. He's all, if you can make it down there. I went down there, scooped them up for that, dude. Nice. Yeah, that's Fig Life right there. It is, it is. And the Fig Life way, cost plus shipping, but if anybody doesn't do cost plus shipping with any toys nowadays, I don't blame you. I really don't.
2: Man, it's crazy. And we do have the shared toy spotting. I guess we'll save that one for last. GBM hit us up, and he actually found two major bloods out in the wild. And he sent the picture. Like, he was totally joking, but he sent the picture of the Macari ads for these things. And they're upwards of like 120 bucks. They've barely started to hit the pegs and people are already losing their minds without giving it the chance that maybe this thing will be like Vader where it's scarce (laughs) at first. And you're super thankful to find it to the next time you go to target, he's clogging up the pegs. We don't know yet. Has Mattel or has Hasbro fixed their distribution issues on GI Joe? We don't know yet, but it's a wait and see approach I would think, but people are already jumping the gun. And paying $120 for a $20 figure. So, super thankful for GBM, the godfather of the fig life, really. And uh, he hooked you and I up, Jeff, with that major blood, which is extremely hard to find right now. But before you go out and start spending hella money on these things, just give it a minute. See if it shows up at your store.
3: Scott, we do have a little bit of news, and then we're going to round it out with the Hall of Fame. So, we say we jump into the news? Let's talk about it. Oh you going to learn today. Scott, welcome to the stage Funko to kick off the news. They showed off their next 5 Funko's. It's going to be the Street Profits, which is cool because one of them comes with the red solo cup. Jerry the King Lawler from his 90s look. Oscar and Rey Mysterio in kind of a light purple look.
2: Yep. And I will be buying none of them. Uh, are we supposed to be surprised? Yeah. Insert surprised looks here.
3: <laughs> Shocked and awe right here.
2: Yes. Although I do like that Asuka a lot, but again, I can't go down the slippery slope. That is Funko. You need to. No. Gosh, Scott? you and Travis with the Castle Gray skull, And now the S- Funkos. Okay.
3: Forget the Funkos, get the Castle Grayskull, call it a day,
2: okay? (laughs) All right. And scene. And scene. And Scott's now purchasing a Castle Grayskull.
3: Moving along, Zombie Sailor is continuing showing off signings and sketches and prototypes and so much more. And his next signing is Todd Pettengill. (laughs) Who is Todd Pettengill? Well, for those... In the younger generation, part of Gen Z, Todd Pettengill was an announcer in the mid-90s for WWE. Okay, that tells me nothing. Okay, listen, Gen Z, Todd Pettengill is our dad's favorite WWE announcer of all time.
2: Might be his favorite WWF personality of all time.
3: That's no joke.
2: Yeah, like be it wrestler or manager or announcer or backstage personality. Like, dad loves Todd Pettengill, like still today mentions him, loves Todd Pettengill. Why? We literally have no idea.
3: <laughs> we still cannot answer that for the life of us.
2: No, we've been called corny. But if you ever go back and watch Todd Pettengill, that's corny. But dad <laughs> loves it.
3: Well, Zombie Sailor is going to be making the very first announcer in Hasbro slash retro form. It will be Todd Pettingill, I'm really curious at how that one's going to look. I'm really curious on that one.
2: Yeah, it, it should be cool now you have a backstage announcer personality to, or even if you want to have a ringside announcer or a commentator. Pettengill can do it all. He was the man. But Jeff, we finally have our first female retro available to purchase. And
3: that is Bull Nakano from Cella Toys. First female retro slash Hasbro style. Well, female. Yep. And so she is available to purchase through Cella Toys. Now jumping over to AEW Series 6. They sh- well, I should say Jeremy showed off the unveiling of Series 6. Penta and Phoenix. Penta will be in a gold and black outfit. Jericho, he will come with the heavyweight title. He's got a screaming face going on. MJF, Jack Swagger, he will have like a kind of like a hooded sweatshirt. And Shida, which is an excellent female figure, according to these rendering, or I should say renderings, these figures that were shown off. She will come with the women's title. Uh, Shida was actually the best one that was unveiled in those.
2: At least it wasn't Riho.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> That's like the biggest compliment you can pay a female figure in the Jazzwares line. <laughs> it's not Riho.
3: Jericho and Jack Swagger will be the one of 3,000 and one of 5,000. And to round out the news, Junk Shop Dogs showed off their Popey-style version of the Dynamite Kid. Dynamite Kid will be from his Japan look, or heel look if you want to. He will have on dark blue tights. Look at that, Scott. I got tights and trunks straight. I'm so impressed. Black knee pads and white boots. So Dynamite Kid will be coming
2: in Popey style
3: from Junk Shop Dog.
2: Yeah, not his British Bulldogs look, which it's kind of a bold, bold move, Cotton. Let's see how this plays out for him. I can't fault him for it. And I actually, a lot of people may look at it and go, hmm, I'm not crazy about this Dynamite Kid. But in keeping with the tradition of the Popey style figures, going like 81, 82, when those things originally came out, you're kind of getting dynamite from that early 80s look before he was a megastar with the British Bulldogs. They're sticking more in what would have been the era that the Popies came out. So I dig it. I think it's cool. Am I going to purchase it? I am not because I'm saving my junk shop dog money for the Road Warriors Popies that are coming out, which... Thanks to Jeff and the listeners that pointed it out to me. I know they are not bendies. I know this now, but my junk shop dog money is going to go to the road warriors. So I passed on Brody passed on bull Nakano passing on dynamite kid, but definitely as soon as those road warriors figures post going to be getting those for sure.
3: So I'm a Mark for dynamite kid. I'm going to get it.
2: Well, and you should, if you are a fan of dynamite kid, even if you're unfamiliar with this particular version of dynamite, Totally worth a purchase. I, I do like the direction that they took it in. Kind of like when Mattel released the Superfly Snooka Legends figure and didn't put him in his traditional trunks, knee pads, barefoot look. They put him in his tights and boots look. They were going for something different. I respect that. While I didn't purchase the Snooka and I'm not going to purchase the Dynamite, I do appreciate when they kind of go off the script a little bit. Chella already gave us that dynamite kid Hasbro look figure from the British bulldogs. So junk shop dog went a different direction and they made it more of a Japan dynamite kid. I respect that It, it for what they were going for. I think they nailed it.
3: Scott, that rounds out the news. Are you ready?
2: Oh, I've been ready
3: for the past month. We have been hyping it up and now it is time. It is time for the 2021 fully posable fig life hall of fame
4: and now the fully posable
3: wrestling figure podcast hall of fame welcome everybody to the fully posable fig life hall of fame this hall of fame has been created by the listeners for the listeners so without further ado i think we need to start off with the women's so what do you say we pass it off to our inductor
5: Hey everybody, I am good brother Mike. Just wanted to send a quick thank you over to Scott and Jeff for asking me to be a part of the 2021 Hall of Fame ceremony this year. So let's get right to the reason I'm here. And that's to announce the latest inductee for female wrestling figure of the year. We have a lot of great figures to choose from, but this year's inductee is the Mattel Elite Series 79 Io Shirai. I have the figure in hand right now. And if you have it too, or you've seen it, I don't have to really explain why this figure was chosen. Mattel hit another one out of the park with this Io Shirai figure. The head sculpt is perfect. Looks exactly like her. The ring attire is great. And the soft goods jacket with hood was definitely the way to go with this one. Amazing figure. And I would rank it right up there with the Nia Jax Elite Series 65. As one of the best female figures ever made. So congratulations again to... Mattel Elite Series 79 Io Shirai,
2: Female Figure of the Year.
5: Scott and Jeff, back to you.
2: Thank you, GBM. We appreciate you doing that. And it is our honor to induct Io Shirai into the Fig Life Hall of Fame for Best Women's Figure. And before we go any further, Jeff, I want to send out a huge thank you to Aaron Robert, who I know from the Chick Foley Facebook group. He reached out to us and he offered to do the induction for the women's figure this year because Aaron is all about bringing awareness to the women's wrestling figures and he actually has a YouTube channel for it and it's called Lumber Jillville Wrestling Figures on YouTube. If you get a second, go check it out. I do want to thank Aaron for reaching out to us and Aaron, we will definitely be in touch next year. So from Jeff and I both, I want to say thank you for reaching out and to all of you listening, go check out Aaron's channel on YouTube. Lumber Jillville wrestling figures.
3: And Aaron, if you continue to spread awareness to these women figures, we will have you on every single year to announce or induct the female Hall of Fame figure. So we'll lock you in every single year to induct the female figure. How about that? Absolutely. If you're down and if you keep this channel going, we will have you on every single year to induct the woman. Makes sense. Now, back to the EO Shirai, Scott. What can we say? The very first time Bill ever showed it off. Bill was so excited. He was holding the figure. He couldn't wait to show this one off. And when he showed it off, everybody was like, whoa, that figure is great. But you could tell the excitement in Bill's face when he showed off this figure. And I can't remember when he showed it off. I want to say it was San Diego Comic-Con, if I'm not mistaken, uh, last year. But him holding the figure, he was you could tell just how giddy he was, the excitement that he had for showing off this figure. That excitement was the love that he put into that EO figure. And the very first time we ever saw that, we basically knew right then that figure was going into the Hall of Fame. We didn't know what year, but we knew it was going into the women's wing of the Fully Posable Fig Life Hall of Fame.
2: For sure. And uh, you could almost see the Ricochet figure looking on in jealousy at the EO figure.
3: Oh, you had to go there.
2: (laughs) Of course, I did. I always (laughs) pick the low-hanging fruit. Come on.
3: (laughs) From us, we would like to welcome Io Shirai into the Fully Posable Fig Life Hall of Fame. Last year's inductee into the 2020 Fully Posable Fig Life Hall of Fame was Marlena from the Gold Dust and Marlena Jacks Too Tough series. So, joining Marlena from last year. This year goes in Eo Shirai. So congratulations, EO. You have one of the best female figures of all time. So congratulations. Scott, this one is going to be on you to induct. And because it's so rare that I felt you and I, or actually I'm going to say you. Mostly me. Yeah, mostly you. Is best to speak on it.
2: Yes, it is my great honor. Because I do have so much love for the Remcos. I'm so happy we were able to get this one in. The underrated wing of the 2021 Fig Life Hall of Fame is proud to induct Nord the Barbarian from the 1986 AWA Remco Map Mania series. This figure is incredible. The entire Map Mania series itself was incredible. You could literally see Remco upping their game and unfortunately, the line ended right after the Matt Mania series came out. We got no more Remco's. But you really saw what Remco was capable of with the AWA line. They were really hitting their stride. It would almost be like if Mattel lost the WWE license right now. You see them hitting their stride. They're putting out great product. If all of a sudden WWE was somebody else, that would be the equivalent of us losing wrestling figures from Remco in the late 80s, mid to late 80s. But before that happened, we got this incredible Remco figure in the Mat Mania series, Nord the Barbarian, although the little gold sticker just said the Barbarian. It was Nord the Barbarian with his black hair, his beard, his face paint, which face paint to me, you're immediately a toyetic figure. Like you need to be made in figure form. He had the face paint, he had a fur vest, he had a chain and he had boot fur, like the fur thingies that go over you, like the boot covers, incredible accessories. And I think this thing was like 5 dollars at retail and you got all of those accessories with it. It was incredible, fully articulated, like all sorts of posability. The package even said fully posable on it. Incredible figure. I can't say enough good things about it. Google image search if you have to. The Barbarian Matmania Remco. My pleasure to introduce the Barbarian or Nord the Barbarian into our underrated wing, or as you WWF fans might know him as the Berserker. But we are not inducting the Hasbro Berserker or the Mattel Berserker. We are inducting the Remco Matmania Barbarian figure.
3: Who'd ever thought John Nord would ever
2: enter this Hall of Fame? Yeah, right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The dude that screamed
2: Huss into his hand, what? (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) You can tell how great that figure was by looking at it. And like you said, you could see where Remco was going and how far they were going to go with that AWA line until it got canceled. Sky was the limit for them, and they were heading there.
2: Yeah, you could see it. That
3: Matt Mania series, there's a reason it cost... Two arms, two legs, and a heart. Every, you know on eBay right now. So
2: yeah, you got to sell both kidneys.
3: Exactly. For the twenty twenty one underrated wing of the
2: Hall of Fame,
3: welcome John Nord, Nord the Barbarian.
2: And let me just say, Jeff, before we go on to the next person going into the Fig Life Hall of Fame, we could have really picked any one of the Matt Mania figures. Or figures in the Matmania series to go into the underrated wing, be it Sheik, be it the Rockers, they were all incredible. They did Boris Zukov, every one of them was just awesome, but there was just something about that barbarian that gets him into that wing. And I'm just happy we get a Remco in there.
3: Nord the Barbarian will be joining last year's winners. From Jack's classic three-pack line, Rhythm and Blues with Jimmy Hart. That was our underrated last year.
2: And that one's so good. Yep.
3: Nor the Barbarian will be going in. And also I want to take a brief moment. Really a huge thank you to CJ Mullins for putting together the pictures for these inductees into the fully posable Fig Life Hall of Fame. He had some ideas and he ran them past me, but it wasn't Many ideas because he crushed it on the first one. I told him that they look like baseball cards almost like digital baseball cards and he crushed it. Thank you. A huge shout out to CJ for putting these together.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, CJ. you you've done such great work for us in the past and we appreciate it, but dude, your game has gone way up in the years that you've been doing these fig life hall of fames for us this year's. Absolutely incredible, man. Well done. Thank you so much.
3: It's time for the Hall of Shame, the disappointing part of the Hall
2: of Fame. They must be so embarrassed.
3: So I'm going to pass it off to the inductor for the Hall of Shame 2021.
0: Hi, this is Fred from Kayfabe Connection. And it is with great honor and displeasure that I induct the following figure into the 2021 fully posable Fig Life Hall of Shame. This figure is so horrible, it makes me just that more impatient for Hikaru Shida's eventual figure to arrive, so that I can forget that this figure ever existed. This figure managed to be one of the only peg warmers in Jazzwear's AW Unrivaled line. Hell, even Tito Santana has been laughing at this figure for being on a permanent shelf vacation. That's how bad this figure is. I mean, we might even see Tito and this figure do a double date at Target. They could share a stale pretzel, Starbucks coffee, box of wine, I don't know what they sell at Target. It wasn't so much the body of the figure, it's just it's the face. The face is horrible. The best way to describe this figure's face is that it's a mix between Adam Sandler from the notoriously awful movie Jack and Jill, and the undeniably awesome Jeff Spicoli from one of my all-time favorite movies, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Aloha, Mr. Hand. This figure's face looks like an anteater sucking on a lemon and a battery at the same time. I guess there's nothing left for me to say, except welcome to the Fig Life Hall of Shame. Everyone give a big round of applause or boo. I think you would boo. Out of the unrivaled series three and Jazwares A W figure line, please welcome Rio.
3: Thank you so much, Fred. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, he crushed it on every single one of those points. <laughs> A double uh,
2: date between Tito and Rio. <laughs> w-
3: well, you know what's funny, I'm dying. Du- well, you know what's funny, dude, is the very first time I ever saw the Rio figure, it was put side by side with that uh, character from Fast, T- Fast Times at Ridgemont. Yeah. That was the very first time I ever saw the figure, and I'm, well, who's that? Like... <laughs> What's going on? Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't picture like what was going on. They're like, dude, this is Rio from
2: AEW series.
3: I was like, wait, what? They're
2: like, <laughs> no way, wears <Jazzwares> did that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> why, why did they do her dirty like that? What is going on?
2: <laughs> and dude, let me be perfectly honest. I do hate that the first Jazzwares figure that we're inducting is not like underrated or listener or figure of the year it's in the hall of shame i hate that but fred killed it fred hit it right on the head dude
3: it was so good i mean everything we ever thought about that he crushed in a two-minute audio
2: <laughs> yeah exactly and I mean, all we could do is keep putting memes up of this figure because they were hilarious but you look at it and you're like yeah this goes right in there next to Doom and their sweatpants.
3: Oh yeah, hands down. Now, mind you, we're not making fun of Rio. We're making fun of the figure, not Rio herself. We have to, we have to clarify that for everybody. <laughs>
2: really, we have to say that,
3: dude. You know, people out there.
2: Hmm. It, okay.
3: You know, society.
2: <laughs> Cancel fully posable. We're making fun of a wrestling figure. <laughs>
3: Um, anyways, Fred, thank you for basically summing up everything everyone feels about that figure in a two minute audio. You were great, man. Great job. Rio, you are joining last year's inductees with the OSFTM vibrating figures. Ooh. Yeah.
2: I'm not even going to throw a joke out there. They write themselves, but sometimes you just leave it sitting there. and
3: that That's all that needs to be said.
2: That's it. That's it, and that's all.
3: Fred, thank you. Rio, welcome to the garbage pit of Hall of Shame.
2: Yeah, congratulations, question mark?
3: Scott, the greatest part about the 80s was the tag teams. The fully opposable Fig Life Hall of Fame does have a tag team wing, and I think that there's nobody better to induct these next two figures So I'm going to pass it over to the great, the man himself, the man that is listening to this with Brandy with an eye, Brandon Hova.
1: What's up, Jeff and Scott, and the entire Fig Life community? My name is Brandon, aka Hova, and I'm here today to induct WWF Hasbro, Jerry Sags, and Brian Nobbs, the Nasty Boys, as the tag team in the 2021 Fig Life Hall of Fame. Now, when Jeff reached out to me and said, hey, Hov, I want you to induct the Nasty Boys, I only figured it was for two reasons. One, he heard that Jessica, with a K, uh, calls me the third Nasty Boy, or because when I think of WWF Hasbro tag teams, I immediately think of the Nasty Boys. I think these Hasbros are absolutely amazing. Um, Playability-wise, Sags can hit the Punk Pounder and Knobs can hit the nasty sizer. I really have no clue what either of those moves are, but none of them are a jumper, so they're already better than the Legion of Doom Hasbros. But in all reality, what all of us who listen to Fully Posable are doing is we're displaying them. And when you display these two figures, they actually look like shrunken down versions of knobs and sags. I mean, they have the splatter t shirts, they have the splatter sunglasses. Knobs has that mean grin on his face. Uh, Sags has that big wide smile missing the tooth, of course. And they both have those beautiful flowing mohawk mullets that we all grew up watching on, on Saturday mornings. Personally, I really do think these are some of the best Hasbros in the entire collection. And not only are they some of the best, but I really do think they are some of the most looked over, underappreciated figures in the line. I think when people mention Hasbros, the nasties really don't come up a lot. And I think if anybody has them in their collection, take a look back and and really look at them. And I think you'll realize that these really are underrated figures and one of, if not the best, tag team in the Hasbro uh, line. I really do. So for these reasons, I personally think these figures are more than deserving to go into the Fig Life Hall of Fame. I ask you ladies, gentlemen, a- and squat, please put your hands together. Get ready to go to pity city because it is my honor and privilege to induct WWF Hasbro, Jerry Sags, Brian Nobbs, the nasty boys into the 2021 fig life hall of fame.
2: Hova, I miss you brother. And thank you so much for getting that induction in. We appreciate it. And what better team this year to pick than the Nasty Boys? He, he was totally correct on every single point he brought up about him. Overlooked, underappreciated. We could have thrown him into the underrated wing, really. But yeah, when you look at them, it's hard to argue against them being two of the best Hasbros produced out of the entire line. Hasbro killed it on them. And like he mentioned, they're not jumpers. So that already gets some points. The only two I would put up against the Nasty Boys maybe would be the Bushwhackers, but I think the Nasty Boys take it in terms of playability, the moves that you can do with them. Hasbro just killed it. And like Brandon said too, it's like they literally took knobs and sags and shrunk them down and you have a perfect likeness, a perfect representation of the Nasty Boys. The only thing missing is Jimmy Hart with a motorcycle helmet. They are perfect and... I am super happy we're finally getting these bad boys in to the Fig Life Hall of Fame this year.
3: Hova, it was Jessica with a K. Or is it Jenny with an I? Or is it Cinnamon?
2: <laughs> with an S?
3: <laughs> I can't remember which one reached out and said you were the third nasty boy. But no, I wanted Hova to induct it. I, I know Hova has that love for Hasbro. Well, a lot of people do. But I'm surprised we didn't induct these earlier into the Fig Life Hall of Fame. i got to be honest.
2: Yeah, that's a solid point, too. I mean, they really could have gone in earlier. And
3: Hova actually made an excellent point. These actually could have gone into the underrated wing. Because these, these figures do get looked over a lot. And these were really some of the best Hasbros that Hasbro did. As far as look, as far as playability, as far as just detail on them. And I will take Onage on this. These should have been put in earlier. On. I will... Put this on myself these should have gone in in teen 18 19, 20 or
2: oh, yeah that's true it is all your fault yeah dick um so oh, i have nothing to do with it prick
3: and so Just uh for the ride. <laughs> so anyways hova thank you very much 2021 tag team of the fully posable fig life hall of fame into the tag team wing is the nasty boys they will be joining last year's inductees of The Freebird Galoobs. So, welcome Hasbro Nasty Boys. This next wing of the Fully Opposable Fig Life Hall of Fame is the listener wing. So each year what I do is I have people put up figures and if they get seconded, I'll just throw it up to be part of the vote. So what happened was I put up the vote and it came down to San Diego Comic Con Mr. T, came down to King Kong Bundy LJN, came down to Hulk Hogan Series 3 Hasbro, and it came down to Jake Roberts Hasbro. So, the winner is going to be given to us by Steve from the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast.
4: Hello, everyone in the Fig Life community. My name is Steve Fountas from the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is my great honor and privilege to introduce to you the next inductee into the listener wing of the fully posable wrestling figure, Hall of Fame.
1: WF figures, with real wrestling action. Rick Rude's rude awakening will stop Jake and that snake. Nobody gets up with Damien I are finished.
4: Figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. Yes, finally taking his rightful place into the fully opposable Hall of Fame. It is the Jake the Snake Roberts Series One WWF Hasbro figure. I've been trying to get him in to the Hall of Fame for years, and the one year I don't nominate him, he gets in. So next year I'll have to think of who I want to get in and not nominate them. This is an amazing figure. They're not going to go into too much detail for because everyone who listens to this show probably has this figure and if you don't you need it. The most important thing though if you do pick up a Jake Roberts Hasbro is you need to have the snake with it. There's lots of Hasbros with accessories but I would argue that this is the most important accessory to have for a Hasbro figure. The snake fits perfect around him. Damien goes right in his hand. The body that they mold they use for this figure is perfect he's a little thinner than like your Hulk Hogan's your ultimate warriors even of course you're under the giant so scale is important he's got the brown snakeskin type boots the green trunks with the purple snake outline he's also got the pullback punch action so if you want to put someone in the ddt, DDT you can you could do a short arms clothesline with him he's got his fantastic mustache his half mullet just an amazing figure, so I'm really happy to induct the Jake the Snake Roberts Hasbro into the fully posable Wrestling Figure Hall of Fame. Can't wait to hear you guys talk about it and cannot wait to hear the rest of the inductees on this very special show. Thanks for doing this, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: So the funny thing is, is Steve has tried for, I think, the past two or three years to get this into the Hall of Fame. Every single year for the listener wing, he always puts this up and it always gets seconded or whatnot. And this was the literally the third year that this was in the listener part of the Hall of Fame for to be voted on. This is the first year that Steve did not put this up for the vote. And somebody else did and somebody uh, also went along with it and seconded it. And it won. I think it got 31 percent of the vote. I think it was. It beat out King Kong Bundy LJN. It beat out the Mr. T San Diego Comic Con, and it beat out the Series Three Hasbro. So it's funny that Steve kept putting this up year after year after year, and the year he doesn't put it up, it gets it wins and goes in. So I actually find that kind of funny. Steve, also, thank you for the awesome audio. That was that exceeded our expectations. you know, so thank you for doing that. What can we say about the Jake Hasbro? You know, I'm not a big fan of the spring punch arm on the Hasbros. Like, to me, the worst mechanisms goes jumpy and then spring punch.
2: Is it just because it feels a little bit flimsy? Like it could snap? It does. Yeah.
3: And, I well, I didn't like it on the Hogan. I didn't like it on the Ted DiBiase or, the yeah, the third Ted DiBiase. I wasn't a big fan of that spring punch arm. However, for some reason, it felt right on Jake. And I don't know why I can't put my finger on it, but the spring punch arm just felt right for Jake.
2: Well, he did throw a hell of a punch. Yes. And he did do the short arm clothesline. And he had the DDT. And you could accomplish all of that with his spring punch arm and with the way his left arm was hooked. So Steve mentioned all of that in his induction. Absolutely nailed it. And yeah, the playability of it was incredible. I would have actually liked to have seen Hasbro do a second Jake, a heel Jake. But unfortunately, the way he left the Federation, they just never did. Because he was off to WCW, I think in what, like 92, somewhere in there? Right. 92, 93. So they never got around to making a heel Jake, unfortunately. I would have loved to have seen what pose they would have put him in. So unfortunately from Hasbro, we only did get one Jake. But... It was perfect. As he mentioned, the from the boots to the tights, all of the selections they made there were perfect. The snake was the perfect accessory. What cooler way to play with your Jake than to have him give somebody a DDT and then to grab the snake accessory and throw it on him. And then you'd put it back around Jake. And like he said, it fit perfectly into his hand. So congrats, Steve. I know you've wanted this one in. And look at that. Two Hasbros in the, tw- well, so far. Let's not spoil the main event. So far, two Hasbros into the 2021 Fig Life Hall of Fame. Really, really happy that Jake got in. That is an outstanding figure.
3: Jake Roberts will be joining last year's inductee, as as well as other past inductees. But I like to point out last year's, the seventh best figure of 2019.
2: How dare you?
3: The Macho Man Slim Jim figure, eh, It's the it's the seventh best figure to ever go into the uh, fully Posable Fig Life Hall of Fame. You disgust me. <laughs> I disappoint you on a daily.
2: <laughs> yes, disgust also disappoint.
3: <laughs> Steve, thank you very much, and again, thank you for putting that together, man. Uh, that that exceeded our expectations. You did awesome, man. Thank like, you. Maybe remember much. how
2: good Jake's entrance music was.
3: It fit him, man.
2: It just fit him perfectly. Like they just captured the essence of Jake Yeah, in a, in a simple beat. Yeah. And they just, they got it. They nailed it.
3: Yeah. Steve, thank you again for that. That was great, man. Scott, we, it is time for our headliner. It is time for the main event. And uh, when we were going over this to who we were going to induct as far as going into the headline, We threw out a bunch of names, and there was one name that stuck. We kept going back to it. And I'm not going to give away this name, obviously. I want the inductor to do it. But we kept going back to it when we kept going over who was in a headline. And the more we kept talking about it, the more we felt that this figure does need to be a headliner. It doesn't need to be in the listener. wing. not saying that any wings are less important, but... (laughs) This figure was so good that it it needed to headline one year, and we both felt that this was the year to do it. So with that said, I am going to turn it over to the great, the man himself, and the person I couldn't think of any better to induct this figure, Brian Breaker.
6: Jeff and Scott, how are you guys doing today? It is your pal, Brian Breaker, and I'm about to drop some knowledge to everyone here in fully posable world, of course, the Hall of Fame is happening right now—the Fig Life Hall of Fame, which is uh, one of my favorite Hall of Fames. There's a lot of great Hall of Fames, but I think this is definitely one of them. And the celebration of some of our favorite wrestling figures from the past and the present, which I think is awesome. And um, yeah, there's been some great inclusions and discussions over the years. And I am here to make a very special announcement. Jeff uh, asked me to do this, and I was literally honored. And I don't mean that as a joke. I was honored to be able to do this because I think it's such a cool thing, and it means a lot to me personally. But I'm here to announce officially to welcome to the headliner wing of the fully posable Fig Life Hall of Fame Class of 2021 WWE Mattel Elite Flashback Series 3 King the Harley race. Now, if anyone does not know, um, just a quick little backstory. I don't want to make this too long or anything, but I trained with Harley race, um, in the wrestling industry. Uh, I kind of cut my teeth with him back in 2007 and got into the, uh, into the business with Harley. Like he literally watched my first match. Um, he was there when I signed my NXT contract. He was there when we, uh, brokered the deal to go to Japan. The, you know, the three times I went, He's been very integral in, in my wrestling career and a, a huge mentor to me. And so when I saw Jeff actually you know, coming full circle, he sent me the picture at Access. And I can't remember what year it was. I want to say it was 2017, 2018, the picture of that elite Harley race figure. It blew my mind. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. Jeff was uh, wanting a Harley story, so I'll, I'll give you a Harley story here, Jeff. This is not, nothing too crazy or anything, but I think everyone will enjoy it because it's it's kinda weird how times have changed. So, like I said, I joined WLW World League Wrestling, Harley's Academy in two thousand and seven. And this again, very telling of the time, what Harley did, at least, at least what I had heard, I don't know, I don't I can't verify any facts or anything, but I had heard part of the deal he had with Jax was give me less money, but give me figures. He called them dolls, and I know a lot of people just gasped. I'm sorry. It's Harley. You're not going to correct Harley Race. Come on. Give me dolls. (laughs) And uh, he had boxes and boxes of the King Harley Race. Classic superstars figure, as we know. And, you know, this is another thing, as a lot of you guys know listening to this, Harley didn't have a ton of figures in his career. He had the Popey figure. He had the LJN, but I don't think he had another figure until classic superstars. Uh, I believe it was series seven was the King. And then I think the uh, NWA version came in series 10, if I remember correctly. And, um, he would sign a classic superstars, Harley race figure for $20 at any WLW event. Think of that $20 for the autograph and the figure. And as you guys know, anyone who was fortunate enough to meet Harley before he passed, he has an amazing signature. Um, so my story, obviously, I was there till about 2012. And as we all know, Mattel took over the WWE figures in 2010. In fact, they launched them like January 1. They wanted to be in stores. And I think a lot of people even found them in like late 2009. So when Mattel took over, Harley, obviously not understanding the toy industry too much, he told us, I need a new doll." Okay, well, do you know who we need to talk to? And I mean, I, I knew it was Mattel, but I'm trying to act like I'm not a figure nerd in front of the manliest man in the entire world. And um, he puts us on the phone with somebody who connects me and another guy to WWE's like marketing team, which I know is like we need to talk to Mattel. But yeah, maybe this will like segue into that. And uh Basically what we were told was like, well, Harley loves to sell his figures at his shows and we don't have any more Jax figures. And I said, I know that Jax is no longer the figure distributor um, and it's now Mattel. Who do we need to talk to about trying to get him a new figure made? And we were told, which we never got to Mattel completely and we're just like two kids, like so they're not going to probably pay too much attention to us. We were told that people from that era, like the 70s and the early 80s, really didn't do well like merchandise wise, that they were focusing more on the mid to late nineties. So, you know, the attitude era, maybe like, you know, you know, obviously macho man had done well, but he's more, that was more like early nineties so much than late eighties, I guess. And, um, and so that kind of really bummed us out because we thought, man, like there's so much stuff they could do with Harley because we were thinking, obviously the King, Um, We would love a a new uh, incarnation of the NWA Harley. How cool would a two-pack be with Big Van Vader and manager Harley Race? And a lot of people don't remember this, but briefly Harley wore this red, white, and blue attire in the WWF before he became the king and he switched to the purple gear. So there's a lot of opportunity we felt to make a Harley Race figure, but we never quite got um, off to be able to do that. And so then we had to tell Harley, like, Oh, Harley there doesn't seem to be happening. He makes another phone call to someone and a box shows up full of Harley Race classic superstars, the NWA, the King figure, the whole deal. And so he calls the he calls the office later after that box emptied. I need more figures or people, I called them dolls actually. And they said, well, Harley, they don't make those anymore. We actually just bought about 30 figures off of eBay and sent them all to you. That's how much respect he had. Instead of trying to say, sorry, we can't do that, they just bought a bunch of carded figures off eBay and sent them to him so he could sign them at his shows. It's how much respect uh, that industry and that company has for for who Harley Race was. I thought that was very interesting. And so coming full circle, when I saw that King figure at Access, it blew my mind because I thought, Oh man, that's awesome. They're doing a Harley figure and unfortunately, I never got my hands on a Harley elite. Still bothers me that I never did. I think they'll we they will release it again, I hope but it, it's really it sucks that I never found it because it was such a hard figure to come by. but I, I still feel like that's a good thing and then I'll tell you why because that you know Jeff you you've dubbed it Harley hysteria because everybody wanted that figure. Because let's be honest, Harley is incredibly toyetic, and you wouldn't think that necessarily. I certainly didn't, but with the hair and the and and the, the the cape and everything, like there was a lot there to make a great looking figure, and Mattel knocked it out of the park. So I hope, and I'll throw it out there as a prediction for 2021, we see some form of a new Mattel Elite Harley race figure, because I certainly hope that it happens, because I definitely need to get that. So once again, I'd like to welcome to the 2021 Fig Life Hall of, Hall of Fame, Headliner Class, Mattel Elite, Flashback Series 3, King, Harley, Race.
3: As I said before we started this announcing the headliner, I couldn't think of anybody better to induct this figure. It kills me to this day, honestly, that Breaker doesn't have this figure. Because I know how much love Breaker had for Harley. Not only because of training. and When you talk to Breaker about Harley... You hear the love Breaker had for Harley, and it still kills me to this day that Breaker doesn't have this figure. So, But I wanted Breaker to do this because the stories that he has, we've had him on numerous times, and he's told numerous Harley stories. So I thought that Breaker being the inductor just made complete sense. As I mentioned, Scott and I couldn't think of a better figure. We had thrown a couple out there but when we started talking about this back in February, and we couldn't decide on who was going to be the headliner we kept coming back to this. It was almost like an elimination of process. It was like, okay, this guy could go in another time. Okay. So we've got Harley and this guy and Scott and I just kept going back to Harley. And it made sense that this figure goes in because as breaker also said in his audio, this is the figure that kicked off the hysteria of wrestling figures that, Oh crap. I'm not going to be able to find it. You know, this was the figure that started that. This is what we now call Harley hysteria.
2: Yeah. It's definitely the figure that put dollar signs on our wrestling figures on the pegs. Breaker absolutely nailed it with that. And Breaker, thank you for the the beautiful induction. Really. I love that story. And I really think it's a nice kick in Mattel's teeth from way back in 2011, 2012, when they told you that those guys from the 70 to 70s and eighties, they aren't really marketable. I love to hear that because look where we are now when you have an entire series of just legends and how you're sprinkling all these legends in to your elite series and sometimes your basics and your two packs i love it because yes of course there's still money in those guys and when you hit a headliner you want it to be as near perfect as possible i think this figure absolutely captures if not perfect as near to perfect as you can get. And while Jeff and I aren't huge fans of the quote-unquote poly pocket style clothing or accessories with figures, Mattel's choice to put the purple robe as quote-unquote poly pocket style was the perfect choice. The figure itself outside of the robe is perfect. And the minute we saw this figure at Access back at WrestleMania in 2018 in New Orleans in the case we knew it was perfect then as well. So this was really, to me, a no-brainer. It wasn't a matter of if this figure was going to headline. It was more a matter of when it was going to headline. I love it. Breaker, I feel your pain, dude. I don't have it either, and I wish that I did. But I'm hoping your prediction of a Harley figure in 2021 comes true because I need another Harley on the wall. And Breaker's also absolutely right that Harley had a beautiful signature. I often talk about that superstar Billy Graham story from WrestleCon back in, it was 2010 or 2011, when he was going really slow signing my figure and the signature came out awful, but he took his time with it. Well, the exact opposite, Harley took his time with it, but it came out absolutely beautiful. King Harley's signature is one of the most beautiful signatures you can get on a figure. I'll put Brutus Beefcake up there too, but unfortunately, Harley's not with us anymore, but... This wrestling figure is, and it perfectly captures King Harley Race. I couldn't think of a better headliner for this year, dude. You were absolutely right. We kept going back and forth, but this one to me, it had to go in.
3: 100%. So we welcome King Harley Race from WWE Mattel Elite Flashback Series 3 into the headlining wing of the Hall of Fame. To all the inductors, thank you, except Scott. <laughs> GBM thank you Fred you were awesome uh Breaker you're great Hova you're awesome dude we can't say enough good things about you so uh thank you to everyone except Scott uh you guys were awesome as as the inductors <laughs> we will do more inductors next year that's not Scott um <laughs> we will do more inductors next year as well may have some back may have some new voices come on and induct some figures into the Fully Opposable Fig Life Hall of Fame.
2: The fourth annual, dude.
3: It is the fourth annual. Do you want me to run down the list?
2: I mean, if you'd like to, because at this point, like we can start putting CJ's beautiful pictures side by side of all of the the inductees. And then we can decide so far out of the four, which one is the best. I mean, not on tonight's show, of course, but we'll let the listeners decide too which one has been the best one so far.
3: Okay, so I'm going to do this really really quick. 2018 Hall of Fame and I've got to add we were taking the Marcho Madness winner and when we were putting up 64 figures and the winner would go into the Hall of Fame automatically. It's like if you won the Royal Rumble you got your title shot at WrestleMania. So it was kind of like that. Exactly. But, so for 2018 Hall of Fame, Hogan was the headliner, Hogan LJN, I should say. Miss Elizabeth L J N went in for the female. Hall of Shame was Rick Rude. For underrated, it was Hasbro Smash. Tag Team Wing was LOD Jack's Classic. And the winner of the Marcho Madness that year was Macho Man Defining Moment WrestleMania 7.
2: That's a strong class. It really was. Very strong.
3: 2019 headliner was Macho Man Hasbro. The Hall of Shame was Doom in their sweatpants. The tag-, <laughs> <laughs> tag team wing was the British Bulldogs, LJN, female, Nia Jax. The winner of the Marcho Madness that year was Ultimate Warrior Defining Moment, WrestleMania 7, and underrated, Bam Bam Bigelow, LJN. We actually got some crap about the LJN, Bam Bam, but I still stand by that to this day as. And an underrated figure. I will go to my grave with that one.
2: Are you kidding? People actually had bad things to say about that Bam Bam?
3: They were taking the screenshot of the face and they're like, how does this go in?
2: Because he's snarling. It gives it character. Yeah. That's I why. Know. That, I know. That face is perfect, dude. Are you kidding me? I know.
3: I know. You're you're preaching to the choir over here, dude.
2: Okay. I won't yell at you anymore.
3: And then I mentioned the 2020 Hall of Fame tonight as with the 2021 inductees. So... Scott, for the fourth annual Hall of Fame, it is completed. It is in the books. Some solid figures, minus Rio. Excellent figure, Scott, for the fourth annual 2021 Fully Posable Fig Life Hall of
2: Fame. I already know who I want to put into the women's wing next year. It was actually a name I was thinking about putting in this year until we saw how good EO was. So barring another amazing female figure that comes out from either Jazzwares or... Well, I mean, there's so many other players. Like, who knows? Storm may come out with a female figure that we're just like, okay, that's definitely going in. But I've got a name for you. I'll share it after the show. Okay. And often overlooked, as uh, Hova was pointing out with the Nasty Boys, it's a female figure that's often overlooked in the world of great female figures. But I've got a name for you after the show. I'll show you a picture, and you'll be like, oh, dude, we should have put that one in maybe last year. But... I'll, I'll talk to you after the show, but I think I know who I want to put in the women's wing next year.
3: Okay, make sure you write it down so we don't forget in a year.
2: Oh, I guarantee by next week I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you remember. Oh, Jesus.
3: Thoughts and prayers. Right. But I do want to round out the show with you guys going over to Wrestling Toy Tracker. If you're in the hunt for any of the loose figures that we may have talked about tonight, whether it's Gloobs, LJN, Hasbro, Just Toys, Bendums, Defining Moments, or Retros, head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com where you can find the loose and carded prices for any of those figures if you're in the hunt for those figures and if you have stimulus money or whatnot you know go for it but hold off
2: a bit just hold off that's your prediction
3: i also want to throw it over to the great and you heard his voice earlier breaker and bane where they have a fun show doing retro talk wrestling talk comic talk movie talk and so much more also check out breaker's side project you know it's fake right and also you can watch your phpw tag team champions the fully opposable brothers. I'm carrying Scott most of the match, so you can watch me, you know, high fly and all that stuff. You need to but start if,
2: swiveling your hips when you say PHPW and slow it down a little bit,
3: Mark. So, <laughs> but you can watch your tag team champions defend their titles over and over and over. Anyways,
2: never gets old.
3: I know. Uh, check out the check out Power Hour Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Also, check out our buddies doing the favor. Eric and Barry have a fun sports show. Wrestling show, and also check out their website, doingthefavor.com, where it links up to Target for SKUs and UPCs and Walmart at Brickseek. So check out doingthefavor.com, listen to their show while you're scouring Brickseek or Potfinder. Eric and Steve from the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. Actually, last show was Mrs. PPW Podcast, Steve's wife was on.
2: Oh, nice.
3: Yes, excellent show. She did great. She was a little bit nervous, but she did great. So, But go check that out. They did a watch-along. Check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, Steve, again, I do want to say thank you so much for that audio you put a lot of work into it and it came out fantastic so thank you man our good buddies seth sheena and marco over at the chick foley show and scott mentioned them earlier but check out their facebook group it's a lot of fun it's a good little community over there on the facebook chick foley show we missed you this week justin we really did we missed your question but we are looking forward to it next week But in the meantime, check out Justin's show, Wrestling Cheers, where he talks about AIW, a Northeast Ohio-based independent pro wrestling organization. Check out the Wrestling Cheers, where him and his buddies talk about that. Check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant. Check out our buddies Rucker and Marty over at Boot to the Face. And... Scott mentioned them earlier. Tim from pulling up a chair does a fun show where he sits back and talks to the fig life or people in the wrestling figure collecting community. So check out pulling up a chair with Tim and Scott, you got drunk wrestling history.
2: Yes, we are getting ready to record four more shows tomorrow night. So whiskey and water definitely on tap. You can follow us on social media, Twitter specifically at wrestling underscore drunk this past week's show. Oh, boy. What's that? We we talk about Katie Vick. Yep.
3: How appropriate a drunk podcast talks about Katie Vick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not always super proud of the content that we bring up, but sometimes it's fun, but it's Katie Vick. And, you know... We're, we're like 60 minutes sometimes. You got to tackle the tough topics. Yes. And so we we tackle the tough topics.
3: It's definitely a topic. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what a weird thing. Oh, my good. Anyway, it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure most of you know the whole Katie Vic thing. Anyway, we go in depth on it drunk. And ugh, I can't even with this Katie Vic. Ugh. Just listen for yourself and. Get a little history lesson. Be disgusted with whoever sick mind came up with that. Anyway, Drunk Wrestling History. Social media is at wrestling underscore drunk. Where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk.
3: Okay, I'm really interested in listening to this. So I'll be listening to that at the gym tomorrow morning.
2: We do our best. But again, we didn't make the whole Katie Vick thing. (laughs) <laughs> we did not come up with that. Even at our drunkest we couldn't have come up with what they did there. Insane. Literally insane.
3: Also, Marty and Sarah love wrestling and every single day Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call.
2: Yes, of course. First I want to throw it out to the great, the amazing, the super talented Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on all of his social media accounts at the Art of Jason Wolf or Head over to his website, Doyle, that's D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com, where you can get in touch with the man himself, get a commission from him, or better yet, stay tuned to his social media so you can head to his website as soon as he announces the next custom Hasbro that's going to go up for sale. So again, social media at The Art of Jason Wolf or his website, DoyleDraws.com, and Jeff, I do want to throw it out to the listeners this week. Just want to thank each and every one of you that comes along with this crazy ride with us every single week. You guys are awesome. We can't wait to get back to meet up so we can see you guys. Jeff, I heard a little rumor today. SummerSlam is going to be in Nevada.
3: It's going to be in Las Vegas.
2: Oh, It is for sure. I was only hearing Nevada. I did not know Vegas. Oh, yeah. It's rumored to be in Vegas, dude. Hova, this would be me. Tinkling my glass with the ice in it. We need to cheers. (laughs) Flying to Vegas, my friend. Jason Wolf is there. We'll hang out with Jason. Hova, you come on down. Shoot all of the listeners. It's Vegas. I've never been to a SummerSlam. I had to miss it in 2001 in San Jose. I had tickets. But a guy that I no longer talk to anymore. Not that we had a falling out, but just over the course of time, I've lost touch with him. He got married the same day as SummerSlam. My ex-wife was like, no, you're not going to go to SummerSlam. That's dumb. We're going to go to his wedding. (sighs) Do you ever look back in life and wish you had done the opposite of what you did? I don't have many of those. That's one. But to bring it back around, I've never been to a SummerSlam. What better way to celebrate my first SummerSlam than with my good friends our listeners in Vegas. I'm just saying, let's kind of stay tuned to when tickets go on sale and let's all start thinking about Vegas in August for SummerSlam. With that said, thank you listeners. Thank you to each and every person that did an induction this week. You guys absolutely killed it. I can't thank you enough. You guys are the reason we do this show every single week. We love you guys. Thank you for everything. Stay safe stay healthy fig is 2016 and happy toy hunting.
3: Yes. I do want to thank all the inductors for sending in their audios. That was awesome. I can't say enough. And the figures going in man, I said it before and I'll say it again. I think this was a solid class. We, uh, Scott and I took a little while on this one because we weren't a hundred percent sure. We kept throwing out names and we kept going back and forth and Hey, what do you think about this emails flying back and forth, all that stuff. But, it's a solid class this year. I really like this one of 2021, especially with Harley being the headliner. So Absolutely. And Rio being, oh, by the way, Fred, thank you, and Rio <laughs> being the Hall of Shame. That was great. That was great. So, anyways, enough bragging about the Hall of Fame. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 279. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Fully holdable Let's
5: go Jeff and Scott the Tomb Brothers Busting out the
3: ring But we don't take it out the box M-O-C Happy toy hunting We'll see you next week with the OGs of WFP